Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. Oh, we are nearly halfway and you must be getting excited about the 20-week anomaly scan. How are you feeling around now, Lucy? Well, I think much of pregnancy is spent in a nervous, excited state when you aren't feeling totally exhausted. So yes, nervous and excited about the scan, but mostly excited. So let's hear what's happening with baby at 19 weeks. What's happening for baby? So this week, your baby is the size of an heirloom tomato. A what tomato? An heirloom one. Yeah, I didn't know what they were either. But it's one of those old-fashioned looking ones, which is bigger than your average tomato, and it's usually a couple of colours. On Baby Centre, there is actually a photo of every fruit and veg at each week. Ah, so this is an education in fruit and veg each week, as well as baby sizes. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, cracking on. So, so the top of your womb now reaches your belly button and will grow about a centimetre higher than this each week. And this week, your baby's arms and legs are now in the right proportion for the rest of their body. And thin hairs are sprouting from his scalp. His brain is starting to form separate, specialised areas that will be responsible for his sense of smell, taste, hearing, vision and touch. He's busy kicking and flexing his arms and legs. And you may even get to see him in action at your anomaly scan. Yeah, you may not be feeling movement yet, especially if this is your first baby. But it won't be long now. What's happening for you? Now, first of all, it's not unusual to get some aching in your lower belly about now. The tissues holding your womb in place are known as the round ligaments. As your bump gets bigger, these ligaments stretch to support it and can sometimes become tense. This tension is what causes cramps and aches. Now, it's good to know what's happening in there so you can put your mind at rest. Did you know, Claire, that it's normal for your ligaments to be more painful on one side of your body because your womb actually rotates to the right as it gets bigger? Oh, really? Yeah. This means you're more likely to have pains on your right side. Well, I didn't know that, Lucy. I did know that you need more iron in your diet now that you're pregnant. Your body uses iron to make haemoglobin, a substance that helps your blood to carry oxygen around your body. If you don't have enough iron, your haemoglobin levels will drop. This is called iron deficiency anemia, and it can be harmful to your baby if it's left untreated. So the answer is to eat plenty of iron-rich foods. Yeah, exactly, like red meat, poultry, fish, lentils, leafy green vegetables, and fortified cereals. They'll all help ensure your iron stores are healthy. Yeah. You can also include vitamin C in your diet, as actually, did you know this? It helps your body to absorb the iron. So things like oranges, strawberries, kiwi fruit. And did you know that potatoes are packed with vitamin C as well? Oh, good to know that one. Love a jacket. Yeah. You don't need to take any iron supplements unless your GP or midwife prescribes them for you. They can actually have really unpleasant side effects such as constipation, tummy ache and nausea. So it's best to only take them if you really need them and just fill your diet with all those beautiful veg. So this week we're asking, I'm worried I can't feel my baby move. Should I call my midwife? It seems early for feeling movements, but if you've been pregnant before, then you may be picking up on those flutterings earlier. Oh yeah, I think this is one for our baby centre midwife, Emma. At 19 weeks, some people may well have felt baby move, so mums will generally feel that first movement somewhere between 16 and 24 weeks. If you haven't felt your baby move by your 24-week appointment with your midwife, then please do mention it to her. 
Once you've started to feel your baby move and those movements have become established, it's important to let somebody know if the movements stop or the pattern changes. Lucy, can you remember the first time your first baby moved? I'm not sure I do. I think it was probably round about now, but you're not sure, are you, when you're pregnant, that some of the movements you're feeling are movements? Yeah. I think looking back later on in pregnancy, when I look back at this stage, I thought, oh, yes, they must have all been those flutterings. No, I can't remember exactly, but I do remember wondering if this was the baby because it felt very unusual and mm. not the kind of kicking I had expected. Everyone describes it as fluttering, and I think that is the best way to say it. Yeah, fluttering is a really good description. Did you ever have a time when you didn't feel your baby move for a while? Yes, later in pregnancy, I suddenly realised that it had been a few hours and I hadn't noticed my baby move. That's worrying. So we rang the midwife out of hours and popped up to the hospital just to get it checked out. I was strapped up to a monitor and we heard the heartbeat and yeah, I was really relieved. Yeah, that sounds scary, but it's good you got it checked out. It is quite early days to feel movement, so this is probably more relevant when you're a bit further down the line. Definitely. Although I didn't have a huge amount of extra contact with doctors, aside from the standard midwife appointments, it's funny when you're pregnant how you feel differently about the NHS. It may seem quite alien to you to use the services that are there and you may feel like you're being a bit of a burden. But that relationship does change, doesn't it, Lucy? Yeah, that's a good point. I had never thought about it like that really before. I think suddenly you might need to go and get your baby monitored because you're worried about the movements or after birth when you've got a newborn you're not ever sure are you about whether they're okay or not so you might think is it a cold or is it something more worrying and you just end up thinking I'm going to go and get it checked out yeah and all of that is completely fine and okay because actually it's far better to be safe than sorry I remember going once and feeling a bit worried but thinking oh am I being a bit over the top but actually the doctor said I was definitely right to have taken her yeah I mean I really remember I think in the first few months with my first child I did go to the pharmacist and the doctors quite a few times usually because I wasn't sure if the cough was a chest infection or I can remember in the first few days one of the poos looked really dodgy oh yeah you um, obsessed with a bit of their yeah, poo yeah exactly you? I was like and I can just remember like feeling quite shaky and really really mm. worried but I rang the midwife on that occasion and she put my mind at rest so I'm sure we'll say it again but Don't feel scared to use the medical services when you need it. Just looking back, I can now see that I used those services at the time and that was important then. Yeah, I know know what you mean. I think when you have your second or third child, or even more, you still need the NHS, but you have a bit more kind of now about you, don't you? You get a bit more of an instinct to knowledge. I remember definitely feeling like, no, actually, I know that... This isn't that serious. It's okay, yeah. But it's a good idea to go and get checked if you're worried. What do you expect this week? So next week, we're going to chat about telling your employer you are pregnant. And this week, we're finding out about maternity rights. So let's do a top 10 points of maternity rights, Lucy. Okay, good plan, Claire. Let's start with a very important right, in my opinion, and that's maternity leave. Oh, yes, that's the main reason we all got pregnant, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <You're> off. <laughs> yes, all pregnant employees are currently entitled to 26 weeks ordinary maternity leave. You may then want to take an extra 26 weeks additional maternity leave. Okay, so a year off in total. Yeah, exactly. And if you've taken a year off, you'll have taken your full statutory maternity leave. Plus, important news for now is that you're legally entitled to take reasonable paid time off for antenatal appointments during working hours. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how long you've been working for your employer for that one, does it? No. Your partner also has a right to come with you for up to two of these appointments, but they'll have to take that as unpaid. 
Okay. Are you keeping up, everybody? Okay, hope so. Right, now <laughs> on to point number two. It's good news. You have the right to maternity leave regardless of how long you've been in your job, how many hours you work, how much you're paid. So to claim this entitlement, you must give your employer the correct notice. So are you looking forward to maternity leave, Lucy? Yeah, I couldn't wait, to be honest. I was just thinking, woohoo, a year off. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to take up loads of different hobbies. So I was completely naive about it. But, you oh, know, yeah. jam making. You thought you were going to have time for a bit of craft, didn't you? I did. So point three is for those who are super keen to get back to work. And it's the fact that you will have to take at least two weeks of leave after your baby is born. If you work at a factory, then you must take an extra two weeks compulsory leave. So you'll be off work for a month. And point number four, it's for the sharers among us. (laughs) You may prefer to split your maternity leave with your partner. And this is called shared parental leave. So you can both take some leave to be together after the birth of your baby. And then you can decide which one of you goes back to work while the other one stays at home. You can swap places during the 52 weeks if you want to. Find out more at gov.uk. Yeah, I had a friend who did this and I think more couples are taking up this option. Yeah, it's really good that it's available. Point five is that you keep all of your employment rights while you're on maternity leave, including pay rises and accruing annual leave. I know some canny teacher friends of mine who have taken maternity leave up to the summer holidays and then get those paid for at full rate before heading back to school in September. That's called expert planning, I think. Genius. Okay, point six is that after your first two weeks of compulsory maternity leave, you can work for up to 10 days during your maternity leave. So these are called keeping in touch days or kit days. See what you did there. Okay, point seven is that while you're on maternity leave, you and your employer can have contact. You might not want it, but your employer (laughs) may want to discuss a range of issues which could include your plans for return to work, important changes at work or opportunities for promotion. Did you have much contact with your employer, Lucy? I definitely took my baby in for a visit, but to be honest, I just wanted to be nowhere near the place for a year. Yeah, exactly. Good riddance. (laughs) I didn't want the contact. Leave me alone. Um, Point eight is that all women have a right to return to work after maternity leave. So no matter what size their employer's company is, I think things are still not perfect when it comes to work and having babies. Flexible working's still got a long way to go. But also spare a thought for those women who have gone before us. I remember my mum said, you know, she didn't have a year off. Some of the changes we've got now only came in in 2010. So it's all actually quite recent, really. Yeah, well said, sister. Um, So point nine, if you take all 52 weeks of maternity leave, you don't have to give notice that you're returning to work. Your employer will assume that you plan to take your full entitlement to maternity leave. But you may want to tell them anyway. Yeah, otherwise it'd be a bit rude not to. (laughs) I think it would be a bit rude not to. (laughs) Point 10. If you want to go back to work sooner, I don't know why you would, but you might do. You'll have to give (laughs) at least eight weeks notice. Make sure you do this. Otherwise, your employer can insist that you don't return for the next eight weeks. Equally, if you decide not to return to work, you'll need to give your employer the normal amount of notice. You'll still be entitled to any statutory maternity pay you've received. But if your company has a more generous maternity package, you may have to pay some of it back. I remember having a kind of a clause that if I just left I'd have to pay all back yeah Um, check your contract or speak to your HR manager to find out what applies to you okay so lastly point 11 uh weren't we just having 10 okay I'm just slipping this last one in but it is an important one okay do I have the right to statutory maternity pay so statutory maternity pay is a weekly payment from your employer you'll only be able to claim it if you've been working for the same employer without a break for at least 26 weeks so it's only six months okay You can measure these 26 weeks against the end of the 15th week before the week your baby is due. You'll also need to be earning above a certain amount 
check the gov.uk website to find out the latest details. Oh, and it's worth noting that if you're not eligible for statutory maternity pay, say because you're self-employed or because you haven't worked for your employer for long enough, then you are entitled to something called maternity allowance, although it could impact other benefits if you're receiving them. We'll put links to this information in the show notes as it might be slightly different for everyone. So do check out the links in there. So that's all for this episode. Please remember that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should always speak to a doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. We hope you stay well, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time for 20 weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy, or get emails tailored to you and your baby, download the Baby Centre app now, or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.